This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. So if I'm not mistaken, we went 0-5 in the Super Contest, which, I mean, I don't want to, now that we're under 500, I'm not happy about that, but if we weren't going to go five and zero or four and one for the last fifteen, it really doesn't matter. Like two and three, zero oh and five, it's basically the same thing at this point. If you're not first, you're last. Motto. Yeah, the th- it is funny though. The week that the, we actually do have a chance of getting you know back in the money when it started mattering for us again, we lay the bagel. And really, frankly, Liz, you went even worse than zero oh and five. You you talked us out of my Cardinals plus two and a half on the XM show, and you wanted the Seahawks minus six and a half too. So you you went zero oh and seven basically. So you really did bottom out. Yeah, although the Redskins was a pretty bad beat, and yeah, even the Seahawks was just ridiculous. They're up thirty to ten, yeah. and the Steelers was a terrible pick by you. I mean, wh- oh, terrible! Yeah, yeah, no bad, really. Bad. Why would you think that that was a good pick? That makes no sense. But you're right. The ones that I liked, my best bet was the Rams. Rams. That was the worst bet of the week. I was with you on that one. I would like to give you a hard time, but I liked it more when I first said that line opened at three, but um, wow, didn't see that coming. And uh, Steelers, yeah. It's finally, the Sunday night game is actually when I end up writing my recap column, so I don't watch it as much, but um, yeah, I've just been off on the Bills every week, and I will be again this one for sure when I get on them. But um, yeah, really bad week for us, brutal. Um, I don't even, overall, I don't know exactly what lines you went with, but um, I know it was a bad week probably for, was it a bad one for stat picks? Uh, I haven't actually done staff picks. I was uh, out drinking some wine and dealing with some stuff today, but I'm going to. Yeah, I saw your your columns not up yet too. Also, so we'll use the no, being the book's up. Time. Being the book is up. Oh, how recent was it? Within like very recent? No, no, anyway. like eight hours ago. It's, it's been up all oh. day. Oh, I must have missed. Maybe didn't hit a headline. I don't know. I thought I put on a headline. Sometimes like different people put stuff on headlines or make mistakes with it, but it's definitely up. It's definitely in the article section. It's not if you go to the football section. Uh, okay, you got to go to the article section, maybe. All right. Um, anyway, all right. I thought maybe things are different because no Thursday night game this week. But uh, how did your fantasy football teams do in the playoffs? So, we, you know, week 15. Not great. I Actually, my Yahoo Weibo's team did well, scored like 160-something points. But I ran into Barron's juggernaut who had Lamar Jackson, Jameis Winston, Saquon Barkley, Michael Thomas, a bunch of other guys. He had like 220 points, so turned 30 points or something. So I was done despite a decent week. And so that team, well, I guess Evan told me there's some money for third place, 10% of the pot. So I'm still going to set a lineup this week. And then my NFFC team is drawing dead. There's, there's nothing there. 
And then well, I dropped like 200 team. in that one. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm way above you in that one. I dropped like 200. I had a good week. Oh, you did? Oh, are you in contention? I think I'm like a hundredth or something. Yeah. You'd have to have like another 220 point week, have to have another week. Yeah. 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 Cause Lamar Jackson went crazy. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. And then, uh, in the stake league where I was the double buyer, I had a good week and Tim Schuler had a tough week. So he is now the double buyer. I'd have to Ooh, move up a bit to catch Thorne, who's like 50 points ahead of me, which I doubt I'll do in two weeks. And I think that there's two single buyers. So I just got to stay ahead of Schuler. That's about it. Do you go back and eat? No, I don't, I don't make the commute, but, uh, I said, you know, last year I was in the bet and I was, a, I wasn't a double, but I was a single buyer and I just sent money, but I had no upside just like you did for like a year before you quit. Right. Like you, yeah. if you won, you didn't get anything. And if you lost, you paid. So I was like, I never lose. I'll just do it. And then when I lost, I was like, all right, that's the last time I'm doing this. If I'm an eater, I'm going to eat a steak by myself and send you guys the check. So I just, (laughs) but I'm still buying, but you know, at least I could have won something. Nice. Yeah. I think I did that like three years before. That's when I finally, I'm like, I can't do this because there's no, no upside for me, but, um, I hear you. All right. So not, nothing, nothing great. I didn't have a very good week, um, either myself, but yeah, avoiding the double buyer is huge. That's like, you know, that's like the worst. Yeah. It's also just embarrassing. So it's not over yet. I'm like 40 points up, but two weeks to go. But I think his team has some major problems, and my team's getting a little healthier. So, well, the Niners blew it, and um, yeah, so that sucked. And uh, what about anything else going on in the uh, sports world or otherwise, Liz? How you been, man? I'm all right. You know, just getting ready to go to London on Monday. Uh, it's kind of a hassle, like the whole air travel, immigration. You got to do lines in and out. UK, it's not Brexited yet. It will be soon. But even even without Brexit, it's not a Schengen country. It's not part of the treaty. Where you basically like when you go to France or Italy or Spain, it's just like going from like New York to Chicago. There's no immigration at all. Once you're inside the Schengen area, you can Finland, Germany, whatever. But UK, even before Brexit, wasn't part of that. So you got to go through the line. I don't know why there's a line in Lisbon. There's no point. Like most places, there's no line on the way out. But for some reason, there's a line on the way out. Sometimes it's quick, sometimes it's like an hour or more. And there's a line on the way in. And the UK is basically like a police state at this point. So just, you know, not that I'm under any suspicion, but it's just, I just kind of dread it. It adds like another like hour. It can add like an hour and a half to your trip. Gotcha. What are you doing? Just hanging out with at our friend's house. Um, I don't think they listen to this podcast, but it's, it's Heather's best friend and her husband. They have this fancy uh, brownstone in uh, near, uh, near Holland park. And, it's cool to stay with them. It's a really nice place. It's fun, but they, they're so rich, like not like so rich, but they're like richer than us. So we always end up spending like way more money with them. We actually vacationed in Portugal a couple months ago with them and we did it like our level, but we always do things <laughs> at their level. We often do things at their level. So like, it's always like way more than I would spend. And right, I would spend I if we were like going away with friends of like the same level as me. So I'm, right. I always call it like the tax, like to, to, like we pay this tax every year. And I, I mean, they're, they're perfectly generous with us and we stay in nice places, but I'm like, oh man, we got to pay the tax. I wonder if people that can income understand that, you know what I mean? Like, do they even think, do they realize that with other couples? Like well, maybe I they're mean, not used to spending I don't, you know, this much on a hotel or whatever. I, I, I wonder if that conversation it. goes on. Yeah. Like I can afford to do it. So I do it. I mean, it's not what I would ideally be choosing to spend money on i would rather go a little cheaper i think heather said something that's why in portugal I mean, it's a nice place but it was just like it was just not that expensive 
Yeah, you know, people just do what they do. You know, I mean, it's like yeah, I know. I just mean if you reach some level that's so high, it's like uh, you know, just kind of just they're not like billionaires. We're not going to like they're not they're not like that rich, but they, you know, they just they just spend money. It's like when you go to their house, it's like the fridge is stocked with like so much shit you can't believe from the fancy ass butcher. There's like smoked salmon and steaks and every, everything. You know, I mean, I have some of that stuff sometimes, but it's just always and it's stocked with like the supply level of stuff with the full-time nanny who's always cooking everything for the kids. And I mean, it's nice, you know, like we don't have to Sasha's watch. They have a kid about her age. It's, it's really pleasant. And the house is extremely nice and we get along with them well, but it's just like, you know, it probably won't be that bad because we stay with them in London, but like, you know, it's going to, it's going to be, and London is expensive. So we got, if we split meals, it'll be like, you know, 330 pounds, you know, which is like 500 bucks, but it's like several meals like that. Gotcha. No, man, the one thing I would want uh, the most, if I, you know, became a millionaire or whatever, would be a chef. Oh, that would be the sickest is just have a homemade chef. No, you chef. learn to cook, that. dude. I would just cook my own shit. I would just, I mean, I'll buy shit once in a while. That's like really nice. I'll splurge, but like, I wouldn't change that much. Dude, you don't need a chef. Learn to cook. Why can't you cook? <laughs> I can't. Well, A, I don't know how, uh, I am terrible at it, but, uh, what do you mean? It's just attention it's a lot to detail and practice. Yeah, that's a lot, of, that's a lot of, yeah, I know. It seems like a lot of work. I'm not, I'm not any no, good I, at it. I have, go ahead. I enjoy being in the kitchen. Like if I'm the one tasked like, on New Year's, we're having this party. I'm going to make this giant beef stew and some other stuff. And like, I like being in the kitchen. I like chopping stuff. I like cooking stuff. It's like, it's just relaxing. You know, I, I'm confident, you know, they're like, Oh, can you carve the Turkey? I don't know how to fucking carve a Turkey. I watch a, a YouTube video, but I carve, you know, I just figured it out because I like working with food, you know, meat and vegetables. I like doing it. And then you get better at it because you just pay attention. You have experience, but mostly cooking is just attention to detail. You'll fuck it up a couple times, but you'll learn your lesson and then you just pay attention and you just do it right the next time. Yeah, no, I know it would take messing up exactly, and the YouTube's amazing just to learn anything these days. But uh, you're, yeah, I'd love to to be a good chef. I wish I, 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 no, I just I, do it. You have time. Yeah. But yeah. put it this way: like I don't even watch YouTube. I don't have recipes. I don't even do anything. I just pretty much everything I make is just saute some garlic, throw in some salt and pepper, and throw in whatever I'm throwing in in the right proportion and cook it the right amount. Like that's it. You know, it's it's super easy. Cooking is easy. It just it just you get a feel for certain things like how long to leave something in when to flip it the amount of salt butter and you know whatever should be in there and then just pay attention just don't yeah, like, well, I'm, start drinking and then forget that something's you know on the stove yeah no, i'm super into food and it's like all i care about when we go in different cities is where are we going to eat but um as of myself i'm just horrendous just horrendous cooking but i've been reading i've been reading more into health stuff uh, lists, uh, just, just, just about stuff and, uh, and trying to really cut sugar out of my diet. And, uh, you'd be proud at some of the, uh, some of the stuff, the steps I'm taking and, uh, uh interesting other stuff like meats. Uh, you just, you, you made me think of like bacon, I guess is pretty bad for you because just processed. So like if you're to get bacon, like the way to do it is just basically go to a butcher, right? Yeah. I mean, not like a butcher at whole food. I mean, some whole foods has all right. Whole foods is bullshit, but like, yeah, go to a farmer's market and get a cut of bacon, you know, have them get a, give you a slab of farmer's bacon bacon's actually good for you just you know look at the whenever you want to get a a food item of any kind at the supermarket look at the ingredient list if it's like pork salt and the third ingredient is like brown sugar it's not bad because it's not that much sugar in it you know to cure it you're probably better off getting without sugar but that's not a big deal there's three ingredients fine the bacon's fine 
You know, I mean, you but, probably want to get bacon from a source that's not like a miserable pig in a hell, a living hell. But so that's why it's better to get some, get it from like a farmer or something. But just in general, the like processed meats are bad. Like they do want to keep like inflammation down. Like the best is like fatty, like fish is like the best and like berries. Yeah, like and, a steak is great for you. Fatty steak, any kind sure, of steak sure, is great, especially yeah. if it's grass fed. Sure. I mean, sure. you don't want to eat like Absolutely. bologna, but like, right. you know, right. some Spanish ham or something is is very good for all that stuff's good prosciutto yeah, of course right now i'm just talking more processed but yeah, um curing, but, uh, yeah. Think, curing curing is you know where it's meat salted and left out to uh sour you know prosciutto is a little bit you know all, all those meats cured meat is perfectly healthy yeah so i'm just trying to drink more more water and uh I've been into getting into coffee more, and it turns out that is an anti-inflammatory food too. So I guess that's kind of good for you. So yeah, just black coffee. Yeah. What about a splash of milk just for the temperature? Like I don't need any cream or sugar, but I mean, if I just put cream milk is for good. temperature control, cream is better than milk because yeah. milk yeah, has lactose actually. in it. You don't want to be putting, yeah. especially like first of all, so raw milk is great, but if you put down. raw milk in hot coffee, you're you're killing all the things right. that may, it's not raw anymore. Um, pasteurized milk is kind of a dead food. But uh, what I used to do in the summer, but the farmer's market didn't have it this last summer, is I had her bring me an iced coffee, and I put raw cream in it from the farmer's market. And so, like, you know, it didn't kill anything because it's iced coffee. Right, and I put, like, you know, five ounces of that stuff in there and stir it up. And it was like, it was like a milkshake almost. It was so good. But it was, uh, you know, no sugar, just all fat. Okay, so get cream for that to splash in, in, in the coffee for temperature yeah, control. But, don't, but, I mean, yeah. again, like, it's fine. It's no big deal to get put cream in the coffee, but like processed milk and cream, like you know, pasteurized milk and cream products, they're okay, but they're not great. Right? I got you. Yeah, no, not pasteurized milk. I bet I actually know a couple dairy guys, and they say like, yeah, if you're used to that milk, you know, drinking milk from the store tastes like dog shit to them. Oh, you know? it's dog I, shit. We used to feed yeah. Sasha raw milk. You know, we used to get it at the farmers market, and she loved it. We never really got her. This, you know, once in a while we got it, but not often do we get her supermarket milk. Right. So yeah, no, you'd be uh, you'd probably be proud of me, but um, yeah, I'm trying to cut all the all like soda and all that just completely yeah, out. So, after your 30 men, like Doritos, yeah. soda, it's like been the too shit long, that comes I know, in a bag, a long time, pins, Triscuits, Oreos, all that shit. It's it's just not for adults, man. That's not really for humans, actually. But you know, when you're young, you're just like kind of a beast, you know. So you just eat whatever, and you're never. Right. So I know, like I know, cereal's bad. You're opening it from a bag, even if you like any kind of brand. But like, is there any type of like granola at all? No, it's or terrible. No, that shit's that, terrible. That, that, horrible. No, no, no. You might okay. be able to like f- find. You can maybe be able to like ferment some sort of cereal grain, or ferment it, or like soak it in salt water, and like I don't know, make some kind of porridge out of it or something. But. There's probably ways to do it, like traditional ways of doing it. It's still not great for you, but the, and then the, the shit that comes in a box is it's just like eating poison. The thing I'm searching for the most, like what's the best, like snack food. So I'm gonna eat like berries, strawberries, and like blueberries. Fine, I love those, and like nuts, but like some nuts, like I think peanuts are secretly not great for you. Not because nah, the allergies. Nuts. Cashews have like, a lot of like, carbs for nuts. Cashews have a lot of carbs. I mean, you want to eat like inflammatory. Oh, that's what I just ordered. You say do or don't you say do macadamia? What do you say about them? Macadamia are good and, and walnuts are good. The thing is, like, because they're so oily and there's no carbohydrates in them or very little, you're not going to be able to snack very much on them. You're going to be like, it's like drinking a, a shot of olive oil. You're not going to like. You'll be, you'll olive oil is like good five, for you though. That's good. Olive oil is good. It's good for <laughs> you, am. but you're going to you're going to eat yeah. like five macadamia nuts and you're going to be like, I don't, I can't eat any more of these. Are you? Gonna yeah, like, well. Yeah, I just ordered a pound and a half bag from Costco because I did read those are like the best nuts for you. Plus, they taste good. One of the rare foods that you know that you think they'd be the worst for you because they taste good. But yeah, um, macadamia yeah, so, nuts taste yeah. good, but it's 
Macadamia nuts, it's like, or, or it's like you ever order like fettuccine Alfredo at an Italian restaurant. And sure, like, it's too much. You're saying, oh, too dude, like you're, At first, you're like, sweet. This is I got the the shit. Like this is delicious. And then you eat like maybe like a quarter of it, and you're like, oh, I want to throw up right now. Um, it's like that, like the macadamia nuts. You can't. It's not like pistachios or cashews, which are like crack. You know, and you're just like eating one after another because they're yeah. they're um, they've got carbs in them. They've got more carbs in them. Nuts are all right. You don't want to overdo it on the nuts because. They've got like all these anti nutrients. I mean, the way to do it is like soak the nuts and salt water and shit. And it's it's a real pain. So, so you most berries in like you can you, can you trust berries, berries in my local I mean, supermarket? What like my local supermarket? Like can okay, I go like buy berries? That? You, you want to get organic berries because um, pesticides. Like if you get like a lemon that's not organic, it's not a big deal because you're not eating the skin of the lemon, and sure. it's big, so the pesticides kind of hit it a little bit on the surface. But like berries are like pesticides get all in there. And also, like, you eat the skin. So, like, you don't, if you can, you should get organic berries. And then, secondly, you can eat a decent amount. They're very low in sugar relative to other fruits. Like, that's what I was going to ask. They taste like they're sugary, though. It's weird, though, because, like, black, like, you know, boysenberry, blackberries, they taste sugary, strawberries, but those are fine, blueberries. They're pretty low, they're pretty low glycemic. I mean, ideally, ideally, you eat something with them that has a little fat in it, like a couple nuts or cheese or something to balance out the sugar, but it, it's pretty mild. I mean, it's not a, it's not a real big jolt to your system. I mean, you should mostly be eating like meat and fat and fish and vegetables, leafy greens, not root. Although you can, and I make beef stews with um, potatoes and parsnips and turnips and carrots and all that shit. Well, I like, like beets a lot. How how's yeah, that? Beet, beets are, you know, they, they have sugar, but they're, they have a lot of nu- nutrition also. So yeah, I mean, you could put those in a stew or, in a, or slice them in a salad but basically, like your staples should be meat, fish, you know, fatty fish, and make sure you're not getting like the mercury ones, like tuna. Fortunately, tuna is really good for you, but it usually has mercury. Salmon, uh, wild salmon only. The farmed is shit. It's terrible. It's got a lot of chemicals is and crap it, in it. Is it? Uh, and most places are probably going to be that though. Oh, if it, if it doesn't say wild salmon and it's not more expensive, it's farm salmon. Yeah. And is but that worse in California? Than a, it's easy to get wild salmon. Yeah. It's not cheap, yeah. like good quality, but it's it's easy to get. Um, so wild salmon, sardines, anchovies, you know, you got to yeah, research yeah, a little bit like yeah. what's better and, and what's not. Yeah, no, I read all that. No, you're right on. No, anchovies. No, you're right on. Let's, shellfish. Let's, let's, yeah. Shellfish is usually pretty good. And yeah, but you, but your stable should be meat, fish, shellfish, leafy greens. Chicken's not that great. Chicken is very high in omega-6. It's a little bit inflammatory. And, you know, if you eat meat, try to eat high quality meat. You know, it's really good as organ meats. I mean, it doesn't taste great, but like liver is incredibly good for you. So, but basically for normal people, they should just be eating more meat fit, you know, the right kind of fish, grass fed meats, even if it's bacon, you know, sustainably raised pigs, bacon, pork chops, even I think beef is better for you than pork, but pork's okay. And then leafy green, you know, salads with tomatoes and leafy greens. Now everyone has different sensitivities. Some people are sensitive to nightshades, which is like tomatoes and potatoes. And there's a whole bunch of shit. Um, and you got to, you know, you can check whether that's the issue for you by just not eating for a week and then trying them back and seeing if it makes you feel like shit or not. Other people are uh, sensitive to things like oxalates, which are in spinach and other weird stuff. So it's annoying that there's so many different like possible um, things that can screw you up. But like, if you're healthy, you can just eat all that shit. If you have some allergies or autoimmune stuff, like you might have to like experiment. Like what? It might not be something like some people like have problems with blackberries. And blackberries are a healthy food, but it just, if, you make, if you're allergic or sensitive, 
or you have high oxalates or oxalates screw you up, then you might have to avoid those. So, you know, it's, if you're healthy though, like basically you want to eat a little bit of fruit, a lot of meat, a lot of fish, a lot of leafy greens, a little bit of root vegetables, you know, starchy vegetables, uh, a little bit of nuts, uh, as much cheese as you want, as much, you know, raw dairy as you want. Fermented dairy, just, I mean, fermented dairy is good, but, you know, like pasteurized dairy, just a little, try not to eat too much of it. Yogurt's pretty good. Raw yogurt's better. Fermented yogurt, I mean, pasteurized yogurt's okay. And, you know, and drinking, you know, red wine, black coffee. There's, you know, you can do pretty well. Beer's not great. It's got high, a lot of carbs usually, but alcohol is usually pretty good for you in not even total moderation. But you know, if you have a few beers or a few drinks here and there, it's no problem. Yeah, I like most of this stuff anyway, so it's fine. Like even anchovies, I like white anchovies on my Caesar. So that's the better. Um, chicken, I didn't realize. Chicken had omega six; it was inflammatory. That that I did not know. I mean, so it's good not. To know. Don't worry about it. I mean, you know, if you're gonna eat a nice roast chicken with the skin on it, every now and then, of and course, the dark right? meat but and the wings. Right. I mean, you know, chicken's fine. Don't. I wouldn't be. I'm just saying it's not as good as beef. Right. No, I did. Right. Okay. Fair. And like the, the organ meats. And, and don't worry stuff. about what like, like fat and cholesterol. That's a big lie. I'll let you. Oh, I know. Lie. I, huge no, I know lie. That. Yeah. Like butter. All that's good. Um, what great. about what about oh, like and the other thing? Definitely no seed oils. The only fats yeah, you should course, eat that are, are animal fat. You know, lard or you know anything that comes with meat. Olive oil, butter, ghee, which is clarified butter. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, like walnut oil, you can't cook with. But if you want to put some walnut oil on your salad, that's fine. Uh, but nobody gets that. So, but no cook with seed oil or anything like you can't. Yeah, like or have even like, uh, should, like French just, fries, right? It would be bad for you. Yeah, you know, I eat them once in a while because they're so good. But they're 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 almost always cooked in terrible vegetable oils. Yep. Yep. Um, it'd be better if they cooked them in lard or something, but they cook them in vegetable yep. oil, so they're pretty bad. And most, a lot of restaurant food uses vegetable oil because it's cheaper, and it, you know you won't notice the difference in the taste. I've but noticed that even good ones, huh? I've noticed that. It's Is really, that why it's, it's really, cheaper? it's a scourge that they don't know that. It's just so annoying. Yeah, I've noticed. So, even you know, unfortunately, we all like to eat out, but. If you can go to a place that is farm to table ish place, sometimes they use oil too, though those oils. But if you can go to like places that, sometimes I'll be in like a, a buffet in Vegas, and they'll be like spraying that shit in the pan, making your eggs, and I'll be like, can you just put some butter in there instead? And they'll do it. I'm like, just can yeah. you use butter instead of that spray to make my omelet? But yeah, basically, never ever throw out if you have canola oil, corn oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil. Any of these seed oils, grapeseed oil, all that stuff, rapeseed oil. I don't know what the difference between grapeseed and rapeseed is, but it's just all fucking garbage. Okay, last question. Anything like a sauce that you come out, like you pop a top, is probably not ideal, right? Look at ingredients. I mean, usually not, but like if the ingredients are like mustard, white vinegar, salt, pepper, and you know, olive oil, that's fine, right? Like, but if the ingredients are like sunflower oil, and you know hydrogenated vegetable oil whatever throw in the garbage do not eat all right makes sense all right cool man um yeah i'm gonna probably hit you up with more questions uh also this will be i'll be eating these in between uh, my rowing my rowing machine uh, right, real man right. real man gets a rowing machine <laughs> oh it's so funny um all right man we're probably bored enough people with this food talk do you want to talk the games this week or do you want to talk real quick a couple things your east coast offense or the mike clay uh talk i saw you had a back and forth about stacked uh boxes for running backs you want to talk touch any of that before we get to the game yeah we can go to that i also had a tweet um that i thought was really interesting 
wasn't mine. It was a guy, I was retweeting someone else, but about how every town in America is essentially bankrupt. Did you hear about that? Did you see that? No, no. We talked about that, but basically like, it, it, we are so fucked as a society. Like all these towns, all this sprawl, they'll, I guess they'll use property taxes or whatever to spend money on infrastructure projects. They'll be like, oh, well, we can bring a Walmart here, you know, so they we can bring a whatever here. And they'll use the property tax money and they'll do some deal where, like, they, you know, set aside a gigantic parking lot, this huge uh, warehouse space, you know, and Walmart builds the thing. And they're like, this is good, or we'll build like a road out to some nowhere where the Walmart is. And then, like, they'll be like, oh, we'll collect taxes from Walmart. This is good, right? So they collect the taxes from them, and people have, a, you know, stuff they can go and buy nearby. But, like, those, like, shitty big box warehouses, they last, like, 15 years, and then they're, like, a, a washed-out shell. But all the infrastructure, all the pipes, all the lines, all the things that were built, they all need maintenance. You know, everything needs maintenance that you put in. The more sprawl in a city or a suburb, like, there's maintenance required. you got to keep paying that. And when the... And, you know, Walmart, when the box moves somewhere else because it's kind of a dead area or, you know, it's the, the thing's only meant to last 15, 20 years, it goes away, they're left with, you know, nothing and it looks like shit and they still owe money. And they're talking about how, like, if you have, like, a little town, you know, even a small town, and you have a square block filled with, like, hardware stores and restaurants and barbershops or whatever the hell's in a small town they collect way more tax revenue per footprint than from some giant big box, you know, that's just one thing with a giant parking lot. And it's, I don't know, it's in my Twitter feed, but I'm not really doing it justice, but like it's a pretty, pretty compelling article explaining how, you know, most of our towns are, are basically um, bankrupt and this sort of outward growth and we keep growing outward and outward and outward. And, and that sort of just growth for the sake of growth he says is the ideology of a cancer cell and that our, our suburban cities, it's like a, it's, it's like they have cancer and they're, they're totally overextended and they have to, you know, this is like a invisible emergency and it's happening all over the place in the U S especially. Yeah. I don't know if this is exactly the same, but I've heard of like local smaller cities um, doing something similar in the sense of like, say like a Walmart needs to come in, they'll, They'll waive regulate. Usually, there needs to be X, Y, and Z for something to come in in that community. But the local government or whatever will just waive those in order to get the immediate benefits of that. And then down the road, they had those regulations for reasons, and it comes to pay up or whatever later. But I don't know if that's same situation you're talking about. But it, I, I believe it from what I've heard locally where I live and and whatnot that cities people running them they're far more short sighted. I mean, it's not surprising like all government or whatever, but. That's They're not just trying to anymore. capture Cities the quick money or the quick, right. yeah, and like you know the quick, you know, whatever you know, the expedient thing to do quickly, and then it benefits years them later, now, like, exactly. And also, yeah. just cars. I mean, cars are such a scourge. I mean, if you, there's this guy I follow on Twitter. It's at Rath W A W R A T H of non O F G N O N. He's always posting these pictures of architecture and cities, and he's big on like good urbanism and the opposite of this horrible sprawl. And he's like, the railroad, he has these beautiful pictures of like these trains in the snow. The railroad is the most unobtrusive. You'll have like a beautiful railroad track crossing like over a river through a forest, you know, in a snowy area. And it takes up very little space. It doesn't interfere with the environment. It looks nice. And if you're on the train, you go through that environment. You know, trains are like, you don't 
carve out all these giant highways and overpasses and underpasses and on ramps and off ramps and giant parking lots and it's not human scaled anymore and now you can't walk anywhere if you go into la which i used to live in for so long it's hell you can't walk around i mean it's like it's ridiculous you, you feel like an idiot walking it's like what are you doing what's wrong with you that you're walking and the city's not scaled for humans it's scaled for cars and that's just like a shitty ugly existence and so the car is sort of like it, it's driven so much of the development in the u.s and like, of course, you know like, how much it, more cars are going to be that every, all the current jobs are just driving products to people's houses. That's all it is. is delivery. Well, the cars, those will the be, trucks those on the will roads be automated just, pretty soon. Uh, anyway, drones, so those, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah. Or drone or whatever. But or, in a city where you have, you know, good subway and good public transportation yeah. and subways are a few blocks from pretty much anywhere and you get anywhere in the city, it's underground. It's unobtrusive. It doesn't clog up the city and you can walk in the city and it's human scaled. And there's people walking down the street, and there's bars and shops and cafes. It's dense. There's stuff to do all the time. There's culture. There's like life in it. And if you look at like a sprawled out suburban place where everything's like separated into these different lots of like, there's like a small like, there's like a strip mall full of twenty stores with a giant parking lot. You know, you know what California looks like. And then you got to drive a few miles to get to like somewhere else within like a sports complex, and then a few miles to like a residential complex it's just it's horrible and you you wouldn't even want to walk it doesn't even make it makes no sense to walk well that guy's a good follow i mean he posts a lot but it's it's hard to it's hard to argue with his his perspective interesting i'll check that out okay what else um the mike clay thing wasn't a really big deal mike just he has good data and he showed me i basically said like you know i just hear a lot of the sabermetricians for football you know, we talked about the shit on the running game. Be like, ah, oh, running is so stupid. All running backs, running backs don't matter. And then also, Seahawks are idiots. They they run way too much. They have Russell Wilson. But I guess my I was just saying, well, wouldn't it, if you have Derrick Henry, who's not even a good pass catching back, doesn't that make the defense devote more resources to stopping him? So like, it's easier for Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown, like because they've got to they've got to say, oh, Derrick Henry's on that team. Like we we can't just like go with a light box and let Derrick Henry gash us. We have to stop this, and then that takes resources from the from the pass defense and you know chris carson same thing and isn't russell wilson doesn't he have an easier time because the seahawks are so run heavy it's like in poker if like you never bluff or you don't bluff often when you do bluff it's way more effective because it's like oh didn't expect that coming with him isn't there just a run- direct correlation to teams that's the smartest teams running the most play action in the nfl too i think there is it's like play action yeah. by far by far you, the most you gotta successful. sell it I saw a video of Baker Mayfield so half-assedly selling a play action. You got to like really, some of these guys, they really like put the ball in the running back's chest, you know, and then like take it back and it really looks realistic. But so anyway, I I was arguing like, you know, aren't we being a little bit sort of first order effects? Like, oh, running doesn't get as many yards as passing, but if you have a really good running game, doesn't that make it easier to pass because the defense just has to deal with this? And Mike sent some data. He said, not really. He said that, um, on average, um, not only does Derrick Henry and Chris Carson see fewer guys in the box than like some like Peyton Barber or some scrubs, but basically what n- mostly drives the number of people in the box is formation. So if you have three receivers, you can't leave anybody open. So you've just got to get that slot corner. You've got to have a nickel alignment pretty much because you can't just not cover somebody. So that the lighter boxes are driven by the offensive formation, not the running back. And then if you look at the averages that... You know, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. But 
so you know that and mike has good data he's you know he's he's not like some lightweight he's he's legit but i still kind of think it's it's like okay well that you know i can't argue with that but maybe on average he doesn't see a heavier box but i can't imagine that that a defense knowing derrick henry's there and especially that he's made a couple good runs is just going to sit back and nickel just because they have other receivers on the field and say no we're not going to devote more resource i would think that the safeties will come up you know maybe they're not in the box but they're running up toward the box it's then it becomes like a, how do you count the box right like there's a safety right, three right, yards behind no. the box but he's running up mm-hmm. for run support leaving you know the tight end open over the middle or, or just somebody else open the middle over the middle where he'd normally be you know in coverage it has to affect the passing game i just don't think if you were to ask any defensive coordinator are you concerned with stopping nick chubb derrick henry saquon barkley they're gonna say yeah we care about that and obviously they're gonna have to play defense based on the formation but what are the safeties doing? No, totally. There's no reason to question uh, Clay's data. Totally right. legit. There's no reason to question that. his data. But, it's, it's but it could be like Babbitt. Like we're missing something yeah. oh. that uh, go along with that Babbitt. Did you just bring that, that up? I mean, uh, on your own, or, or or did you hear yeah. me mention that? Because that's I think exactly I the analogy. Probably, I, I probably did hear you. Oh, okay, because I, I thought that would have been interesting. Because that's exactly the analogy I used. Like on average, yeah, Babbitt's kind of luck on average. But yeah. Mario Rivera, Mario Rivera, like every year had like a 250, 260 BABIP against him. He's breaking these bats. He was never allowing hard contact. It's like, no, it's not luck in his case. Some people, no, no, yeah, it's a great, it was a great analogy because when I brought that up to my, 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 what, my friends back when that first started, a couple of them were just, this did not believe it. No matter what it's like, I'm sorry. I refuse to believe. I don't care much data and smart guys. Right. I said, I promise you like that. It just does. I promise it doesn't make sense. It's like, and you're telling me that the hitters do have a, a control. Oh, okay. And, and, but, and then rah, it just didn't pass Occam's razor to them and, uh, or, or whatever the fundamental smell test. And, um, I should have said, and, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe this one into intuitively you, you, you smell something differently here too with the, with this running backs. Yeah. And right. So I, you know, and again, the data is the data and I haven't proven that it's wrong. I'm just saying like, just because the average data is, is what it actually yeah. is the average, you know, it's the Nassim Taleb, you know, never cross a river that's on average four feet deep. It's like, yeah, on average, maybe there's nothing, but I just can't imagine that having a, a badass running early down running back running running back does not cause the defense to devote resources to that if you have adrian peterson in his prime i mean he can't catch passes but he's got to be helping the passing game just the same way that you know aaron donald or jadavion Clowney only has a few sacks but he's like pff's top you know top seven edge rusher because people double him he gets pressures you know he, he he helps other people with his presence even if he's so i would think like even if you're not a pass catching running back if you're good enough that they have to devote resources to you, then you've got to be helping the passing game. Yeah, that is interesting, though, the, how much offensive formations probably, they're definitely a part of the, the, the piece of the puzzle oh, for well, sure, it has though. to be, right? I mean, so, so their yeah. math is simple. They're like, well, the biggest correlation between uh, running back success is you know fewer defenders, basically, in the box. And therefore... And the biggest correlation between fewer defenders is offensive formation. Therefore, offensive formation is the key driver of running back success. So always run out of 11 personnel, basically, because you're going to have fewer guys in the box. Okay, fine. That may be true, although to the extent that's true, there's got to be an adaptation. You know, it's not like that's rocket science. It's pretty obvious, so I'm sure people know about that. But then again, like, you know, safeties maybe playing just outside the box and running up toward it against Derek. You know, they may be trying to 
add in run support that's maybe not counted in, the, in that stat. Right. And that would, that would be interesting as far as, I guess that would go with the defenses don't matter as far as I think that's kind of the argument is that offenses are the ones that dictate how many points are going to be scored, the play calling and whatnot. That's kind of their theory um, or that theory. Um, all right. You want to just tell people to go, go read East coast offense and be what the team you would have, uh, you would have drafted yeah, highlights drafted. from that. I do it every yeah. year. You know, it's just basically how to make the most ridiculous draft that would crush and elicit side bets and have everyone think you're a total idiot and yet still win, win your league and laugh your ass off at that when you take Lamar Jackson in the second round or whatever. And, you know, it's obviously a good pick. Well, the best, okay, the best, that's one I actually wanted to bring up was the best part about that is you were kind of doing it with NFFC scoring. So taking a rushing quarterback in the league with six point QB right. round two yes. would be even yes. better, too. I mean, that's even I I funnier. Yeah, because he loses value in that league for sure, like that scoring. So I yeah, like there's that. One but, other uh, thing, there's one other thing we got to talk about because it, it's okay. so crazy. I don't know if you – did you hear Rufus's segment today? I was trying to get caught up actually as you uh, as we started recording this. So I was in midway through. So, dude, so I forgot about this. But do you remember Jeff asked him, Erickson asked him. It's the okay, Patriots, Patriots stuff, right? I've covered you know, 58%. He's like, oh, I didn't do the homework. Sorry, I'll do it. You know, I'll do that this week. So I forgot about it, but Jeff remembered, and he said, so what is the Patriots, like how many points per game do the Patriots, and to get to 58%, like how many points per game better than expectation are they, right? Because like the the spread is the expectation, and the Patriots are almost always favored, so their good success, their results have obviously generated high expectations for them, but obviously if they're covering a 58% clip, they're beating those expectations at a crazy rate over like 260 games or whatever it's been. So how many points per game are the Patriots beating their expectations by? Oh, wow. Like like their Uh, their expectations based on like any models with yards per play and all the shit that goes into like, you know, what sets the lines. A full point? I don't know. What is it? So Jeff thought it would be like a fraction of a point to a full point. I thought maybe something like that. Three points. Uh, That is, wow. Yeah, I didn't know if I was going too high even saying a full point. Yeah. Um, So... It's wow. three fucking points a game, okay? And here's the thing. This is not three points a game better than the average team. This is three points a game better than the team that's won six Super Bowls is expected to be. Right. Okay, this yeah. is ridiculous. So I said, you know, so I said, well, what could possibly cause that? And he's like, well, you know, they, they had a left-footed punter because the spin would be different. They'd generate an extra muff here or there. They, they generate more turnovers. They go for the strip. There's like, there's all these things they do. They're very efficient in converting yards to points and preventing yards turning into points. You know, if you, you see like how many yards they allow and how many points they allow, it's not commensurate with the rest of the league's yards per point numbers, right? You'd think, Oh, that's going to regress, but it hasn't regressed. So that's how they're doing it. I mean, all these little things. And I said, but you know, Rufus, you're a Betty man. I said, do you think it's, he said, if you were to add up any one of those things, it's just like it's too impossible to like aggregate them because they're all like below the rate. Like each thing is tiny, but like maybe there's 50 things they do, 50 little edges they have that add up to that. I said, Rufus, you're a betting man. If you you'd had even money, do you think it's 50 individual tiny things that add up to three points better than you know the elite team in the league would be, or do you think it's cheating? And I think he said, well, I'll have to get back to you on that. I'll have to look into that <laughs> a little bit more. But, the, but, I mean, the Occam's razor is definitely, it's fucking cheating. Like, and then Jeff asked another good question, which is a really good question, which was, so if the Patriots are three points better than expectation over 250 games, 
what's the second highest team versus expectation? It's probably oh, like point four. Great question. It's probably like really point four. I bet it's like nothing because they, they cover it like fifty one percent. I mean, it's like yeah, they're basically say, expectation. Yeah, they can't be high, right? They can't so exactly. What happens when you have an outlier like Mike Postal or Postal? Right, he's an outlier. He's winning at a rate that is just not commensurate with anybody. Oh, maybe he's just the greatest poker player of all time. And maybe Bill Belichick is just the greatest coach of all time by such a margin. Nobody's even close. Maybe. But usually, if a guy's winning or doing something at a rate that is totally unsustainable given regression and given the very you know, parody-friendly landscape of the modern NFL, don't you think it's so likely that they're cheating? I mean, it just seems like it just seems even that, more likely than ever to me. That was the answer was 0.4. That wasn't the guess. No, no, no. I made that, that up. I made that up. I made, oh, okay. I'm just saying he didn't I would know bet. the second one. Okay. Right. It's gotta I, be I'm right. Okay. My guess okay. is like whoever's yeah, second yeah. most is like 0.4 above expectation. If that, and the third right. one's 0.37 is that's, well, that's my that, guess. Uh, right, 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 right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you know, the Bengals, I thought, and that would have been hilarious. Just brag, you know, we would have gone nuts. Like, well, you, wow. Shocking. You don't see the plays. And then the and look good right away. You know, and then we look dumb and they don't even cover by the way, for whatever reason, the Yahoo fantasy Twitter account retweeted my tweet of our picks for the first and only time. Oh, in five. So that's just so, so perfect. Oh, but that's uh, 200,000 yeah, no, people. That's that yeah, yeah. There's 200,000 people that'll never listen to this podcast. So funny. But uh, anyway, the, yeah, no, I hear you, man. The, the, the Patriots, and there's got to be, that is just such, that is the most like interesting evidence that's just right there, too. That just points to past to simply It's overwhelming, in my opinion. It's yeah. overwhelming. I, I told you the movie The Flamingo Kid, like this guy's crushing in gin, and Matt <gasps> Dillon's like the, the, you know, like the gopher guy. He's this young kid. He's so impressed. He's like this working class kid, and he's in this fancy club and like richard Kren is like this the man he's always winning all this serious money in gin of course he's fucking cheating of course he's fucking cheating he finds out it's like a lesson he thinks his dad is a sucker for having a job whatever and then you know this guy knows what's up you know and it turns out the guy's fucking cheating i mean the astros are cheating oh analytics the astros are such geniuses i mean dude yeah. like so much of this shit is bullshit again i don't want to say there's no possibility of greatness that bill belichick is not just great Winning six Super Bowls alone would be great, but is this far above everybody? It's possible. It's possible, but I would think it's unlikely. All right, you want to go with these games because I know you only got about ten minutes. Yeah, I totally had a hard out. Now we're now we're talking a lot here. Before we get to the games, you can just run through them yourself with the with the with the lines. But uh, I asked, I haven't asked my friend who I told you ran fifty five miles in a day. I'm going to see him when I go home for Christmas. Uh, but I did ask Andy Barrons, and he says uh, about regards to your running, and he says. To take whatever odds you're willing to, you, you give me. You don't, you don't have a chance. It was, is and your friend and colleague Andy Barron? Andy Barron, no that guy. He's a runner. He's little faith, Andy Barron. Like D one college right now, a freshman, a runner. He runs every day himself. This dude will go out and party in these the fantasy, uh, you know, out late the wee hours with the other fantasy nerds and be up running at like four a.m. every time I'm with him. So it was crazy. Do a five minute mile, Barron's? No, I don't believe he can. Actually, I think it might be why he doesn't think you can. Oh, but that nutless <laughs> monkey! Don't don't project your own failures onto me, Andy Barron's. You nutless oh, monkey! Ye so of little so faith. Funny. So I, I right. told you, yeah. I told you last week. No, maybe I didn't tell you last week. I I'm taking a break. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some fancy shoes. I bought some and I returned them. I realized I spent too much. I'm gonna get them online. But, um, you know, I can do uh, basically a sixth of a mile just on the treadmill uh, at a five minute mile pace. No problem. A sixth of a mile, a quarter kilometer. So I'm just going to add distance to it. 
And okay. the only issue for me is I'm a little asthmatic, so I got to, I got to, or I was asthma. I don't know if it was asthma, but I just, it takes me a while, my lungs to open up. It takes me like a, a mile of just slow, just open my lungs up. So it's, I'm always going to be running two, two, three, you know, two miles, two and a half miles every time I'm doing the full speed quarter, then third of a mile, then half a mile, whatever, to get up to it at that pace. And, I, and my ankle is surgically repaired. So it, it's like, yeah. I, my, my issue is the, the amount of distance. I don't want to do a lot of miles to do this, but unfortunately, just to warm up, I need to do it. I need to do a lot of miles because I, I have to be on my third mile to like run fast. I can't just run fast out of the gate. You so, also need uh, a significant bet, not a $20 bet. Well, the $20 bet is for 545 which is still oh, really okay. fast for me. I don't uh, run, you know, really, but... I used to run a little bit in my twenties, and and as as I said, once I got warmed up, about three four miles in, I could start to pretty much book. I'm sure at that point I probably ran a six and a half or a six. I didn't time it, but I, I was doing hills and serious shit when I was in my twenties. So I don't know. I may just be too old. My ankle too damaged. I forgot but, about uh, your ankle. Yeah, no, your ankle's been a thing since ever since I knew you. I've known you. So yeah. Well, I had uh, surgery, and now I can like play tennis and stuff. But like straight running like i can run also for like a couple miles but every other day for like months you know it's it me it was barking a little bit uh, the other day and i haven't even done shit <laughs> so like but my shoe my, my my running shoes are super old and shitty so i'm gonna buy some padded like good good ones and just go on the treadmill on the track no no uh road running nice. anyway all right these games we'll, we'll do that i've been thinking about it a lot though i've been really like in my head like strategizing and stuff <laughs> no, no, good luck. no i've been thinking about it too like asking yeah no that's why i wanted to ask you for sure andy barons you have little faith andy <laughs> all right all right um, okay all right so uh texans minus three at bucks yeah, I, I took the Texans here. It seems like such a sucker line, but it, and it's so simple to say this, but they're so much more dangerous with Fuller. And now Tampa Bay has no wide receivers, crazy huge reverse splits for Winston. So I uh, seems like a sucker play, but I laid the points. Rogue favorite. I, I took the I took the Bucks. I made the line plus two and a half. Bucks are decent, but um, I sort of under. And then I was like, wait, it's minus three. I was like, oh yeah, both receivers are out. I didn't really think about that. Like one guy's not a big deal, but both is kind of a big deal. Anyway, I'm not strong on that. Stay away um, from me, Al. Bills plus six and a half at Pats. Another stay away from me. I'll go with the Bills here, but like I said, I've been fading them, and so now is the time that they'll turn to a pumpkin. But um, I, that Patriots offense—it's uh, funny. Yeah. I left on a cliffhanger right, right when he was talking about the Patriots. Uh, right when you started talking, and you re-brought up that the Rufus segment. So that's funny. Um, but uh, they've been bad, and uh, I think this should be a close game. You know, any any could go either way. So give me the points. Yeah, I took the points too. I don't feel that strong because you know they'll get a block punt. There'll be some bullshit, some cheating shit will happen. I can't, I can't deal with it. And I've always been wrong about the Patriots this whole year. Yeah, sure. Rams plus six and a half at Niners. I really like the Niners. I think that was just a letdown. I did. I think the Rams just mailed it in and they blew it. I think the Niners are going to crush. Yeah, I'm debating bringing my six year old daughter to this game. I get to go Saturday, not Sunday. So uh, I'm with you. I took the, I laid the points and. Uh, I saw you talk shit on your tweet, but uh, that loss last week, I think it was what you're referring to after further review, you won't be getting home field. You know, that loss really didn't matter. It could matter if they lose or the Seahawks lose at home, but really the Niners had to win in Seattle week 17 regardless. So that win actually didn't matter too much. They'll win the division if they beat Seattle, but will they get home field over the Saints and Packers? Well, yeah, they have the tiebreaker over both because they beat them both and now they still have the same amount of wins. They control their own destiny. If the Niners win out, they, they still get home field? Well, why wouldn't they? They beat both the teams and they have the same amount of losses now, right? And they won uh, both their okay. head-to-head matchups. Right. So, so that, think, that's why it's like that's why I told you last week that I'm taking the points of the Falcons. And it's so many injuries. They were right. partying after that three-game stretch. Like right. that didn't. And it was it was literally a game that meant nothing because they'd still not get home field had they lost to Seattle 
anyway because right. they would have been swept right. by Seattle. Because they didn't play for the tie. So it was literally a game that didn't mean anything. Correct. It, uh, unless they end up slipping up against the Rams here, then it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. But right, but right. the I mean, they didn't want uh, the Rams are desperate. But they, that was a weird game last week. It was the longest. Uh, they had a twenty-one play drive that took like twelve and a half minutes, the longest, third longest drive in like twenty years, and like yeah. that took away a whole quarter. A team favored shouldn't be shrinking the game, you know. But anyway, yeah. so uh, I'm, I'm laying the laying the wood here as okay. well. Ja- I'll use the Niners. Jaguars plus seven and Falcons. I took the Jaguars, but I have zero confidence in this. Yep, same exact with you. Took the points, zero confidence. Next. Okay. Saints minus three at Titans. I made it two and a half. I really would like to see 100% Derrick Henry because I, I think he's a difference maker, but I narrowly took the uh, Titans. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I don't feel great about it because the Saints are so good, but same here. And, uh, man, how high can you rank A.J. Brown? I mean, I know the targets weren't there until this week, but, like, seriously, this projected shootout, like, what if that guy looks at another 15 targets? What a monster fantasy immediately is a rookie. God, what a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. And then uh, how about Giants plus two and a half at Redskins? Uh, Redskins, I think actually uh, Eli doesn't start. That could be a problem. That guy's not been horrible if you look at his games. He hasn't taken a ton of sacks or whatever. So I don't know. I'm actually going to take the Redskins. I'm guessing you're taking Giants. Yeah, Danny Dollars, man. Come on. How can you not? Dwayne <laughs> so Haskins is a little bit better. It, you know that like – Eli, seriously, if you look back at it, he got like, uh, you know, he got played Dallas, 7YPA, then he played the Bills, and then whatever, Miami just shredded. Those were so bad picks, though. Those three picks were so bad. He just sucks. Like, when he gets sacked, it's so hopeless. Like, Daniel Jones can move. Daniel Jones just has to, like, stop, you know, just being fixated downfield. He has to check down to Barkley. They need to call him some easy plays to Barkley. I don't know. I just like him here, but I don't know. may go nuts. So that's a stay away game for me, though. No, probably that's a stay away for sure. Uh, for me. Steelers minus three at Jets. Love Bell revenge game. I promise this isn't just me being bitter being on the Steelers last week, but this one's kind of was the easiest for me to pick the Jets. I feel yeah, like their defense has been okay. So, I mean, I would pick, I'd use them if you wanted you, to. I would okay, use the Jets, too. I, I think cool. the Steelers, they did what they could with their situation, but I think this is it. Yep. Bengals plus one at Dolphins. Uh, I, I know that the Dolphins are playing better, but I went with the Bengals. I think they're playing much better. So this is just a gut feel. I would not want to use this, but give me the Bengals. I took the Dolphins, but I actually kind of agree with you that the Bengals are maybe a better team now. All right, Panthers plus seven at Colts. Yeah, I like mixing there. Um, I take the Panthers, but who knows with Will yeah. Greer? I mean, I don't know, but I took the points. I'm with you. All right, Ravens minus 10 at Browns. Uh, Ravens, I laid the wood, and I think you want to use this one, yeah? My best bet. I, I just think, like, there's like a mutiny in Cleveland. The Ravens need this game to lock up home field throughout the playoffs. They lost to the Browns, so they're not going to, like, take it lightly. Mayfield's a dick. They probably hate that guy anyway. And there's no Miles Garrett. I think they're just going to come in and crush. Yeah, I know. And, yeah, they lost to him last time they played, and I think, yeah, agreed. They're so good. So good. Okay. Yeah. Lions, and they have extra rest, too. It's just everything's stacking up for them. Lions plus six and a half at Broncos. Yeah, so I hope it is six and a half. That's actually made my best bet. Normally, I've been trying to stick with uh, underdogs, but give me the Broncos here to crush. I think their defense is pretty good. That home field's extra, you know, in Denver. Detroit's so bad. This is like sneaky. Like, I, I ranked them as like my number one fantasy D. I want to use Lindsay. So thinking all that, I'm like, I think they're going to kill him. Sutton's going to go off. So with that thought process, I think it's gonna they're going to cover by a touchdown. So I like them and would push to use them. Uh, yeah, I, I have a Broncos 23 to nine. They're one of my better bets too. Okay. Perfect. Okay. All right. Um, and then Raiders plus six and a half at Chargers. I'm always wrong in a Chargers game. I took the Raiders. I made it six, but I'm not, I don't, I don't want to touch this. 
Yeah, took the points myself. Don't want to touch it. Same here. Okay. Cowboys minus two and a half at the Eagles. The Dak is a little banged up. Looks like he's going to play. I took the Eagles. I made it Cowboys minus one and a half. I didn't want to overreact from one game, even though the Cowboys did look really good and the Eagles are terrible, but I took the Eagles. What about you? Yeah, I, I took the points as well. I, I'm actually kind of surprised that the Cowboys are favored here. I guess I could see it. I'm pretty sure Pro Football Focus's team rankings have Cowboys ranked ahead of the Niners overall season. I don't know what to make of either of these teams, but I took it's going to be ugly without the receivers. Is Lane Johnson, is he done? The Earths, the coaching. Now it's the time to sell the Cowboys, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm on picking the Eagles as well. Okay. I don't feel good about it. I wouldn't use it. Uh, Cardinals plus nine and a half at Seahawks. I'm wrong in the Seahawks every week. I took the points here, but I would not be surprised if Seahawks blew them out. I took the points. I think the Seahawks will score a lot of points on that defense, but I think Kyler Murray is going to have a good game against Seattle. It's going to be a fun game. It'll be Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson 2.0 fighting, fighting it out. I think it'll be a good game. Chiefs minus five at Bears. Chiefs, I like that defense, but this might be the sucker side. I, I mean, I, I laid the points, but that's, like I said, I probably the, the Bears, sucker side. But I made this line yeah. minus three, and just seems like five is a big road line against a decent team. It's and fair. A weather neutral, fair. you know, an offense neutralizing weather game probably. All right, last game, Packers plus four and a half at Vikings. Oh, Packers. I mean, I get the Vikings wrong a lot, and they're, I do think they're a better team, but deadline jumping all the way, creeping up five and a half. Uh, give me Aaron Rodgers in prime time. I know he's fading a bit, but uh, I like the Packers there in the points. Yeah, me too. I agree with 100%. I, I think the Vikings are a little bit better, but just the rivalry, the familiar, familiarity, the second time, if you're giving me four and a half, I'll take the Packers. Yeah, I would even consider that one. But um, all right, you want to run through them real quick before I got to go? Yeah, we're doing Niners. We're doing Jets. the Jets, we're doing the Ravens, we're doing the Broncos, and we need one more. I would do either Cardinals or Packers. If you want the Packers, we can use them. Yeah, Cardinals or Packers. Yeah, we can, we'll talk it through when we go through the line, but both those, uh, okay. both those are fine with me. Cool, man. So one other thing before we go, I don't think we're going to do a pod next week because it's Christmas Day. So okay. I think we'll do one. Maybe we'll do one. Can you do one New Year's Day? Be uh, too hungover? You'll be able to do it. No, I'll, probably, I'll be around. Yeah, All right. I'll be around. I think so. Well, let's, Day. Let's, so this will be the last one for two weeks. You know, we'll obviously still do our Week 17 Super Contest. It's not like anyone's dying to hear our picks for the Super Contest. Obviously, being the book will be up. Yeah. Our picks will be up. You can look at what our picks are if you want to fade them or whatever. It's not like dire. And then uh, we'll be back uh, in 2020. Cool, man. Yeah, sounds good. And happy holidays. Yeah, have a good holiday, man. Take it easy, Dalton. All right, later, Liz.